Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello once again, Foxborough friends and Patriots pals. We welcome you to the latest and always greatest edition of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast, a presentation of WEI, Odyssey, and 2400 Sports. Your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens here, and what a cast of characters. What a return to action we have lined up for Jets at Patriots Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. This time, it's personal. Oh, it's very personal indeed. Feel like the Jets left one on the field at Jet Life Stadium a couple of weeks ago. The Patriots winning the first round 22 to 17. And now with the snow globe, the shaken snow globe effect in order in the AFC East, where it's really anyone's division, and all four teams are technically in the playoffs as of now, with eight games to go the rest of the way. Each and every one of these conference, if not divisional games, means that much more. The Patriots, of course, having won the last 13 matchups between these two. Can they run it to two touchdowns with two extra points, or will they leave it at unlucky number 13? To help us preview this pivotal divisional showdown amongst rivals and enemies, we welcome in first from the very popular Turn On The Jets podcast, where Pats fans are not very often welcome and certainly not much admired. Will Parkinson, one of the hosts of Turn On The Jets, will join us to take us behind enemy lines. Then our pal Andy Hart will join the Boston Herald's Andrew Callahan for a little convo they had at Gillette Stadium on the state of Patriots Nation, what's wrong with the offense, and if they'll be able to fix it. During the bye week, then Andy and I will wrap things up with our preview, prediction, and so much more for this game. But first, let's turn on the Jets, or at least turn on the six rings, and welcome in Will Parkinson from Turn On The Jets. Pleased to be joined on the Six Rings podcast now by someone behind Green Enemy Lines. He is the host of Turn On The Jets, one of the most ferocious, feisty, and liveliest social media communities for New York Jetropolitan fans out there. The one, the only, Will Parkinson. What up, Will? Welcome to uh, your least favorite podcast in the world, my guy. No, no. I've, I, had to do, uh, I had to do one Eagles one last year. Where they just told me how much the Jets sucked for like 45 minutes. And I was like, why'd you guys even have me on here? But uh, no, it's uh, Jets-Pats week. It's, you know, we consider a rivalry. I'm sure you guys don't. Um, cause if you lose all the time, it's kind of hard to be a rivalry. So <laughs> yeah, it's a little one-sided. Like, you know, when you win 13 in a row, you start, you may still feel rivalrous, but it isn't technically a rivalry. I think it is now at this point because of how much closer the teams are in terms of talent to each other than they were in years of Gronkowski and Brady's past. But I want to begin with, okay, we see these two teams are now probably much more commensurate, commensurate in talent than they used to be. Yet at the same time, 
a couple weeks ago. I was down there for the tailgate. I was outside the stadium right up till kickoff. Then we had to do our post-game show. I felt the, that's it. It's over. Today is the day. We're here for Belichick's funeral. And Zach Wilson happened. So do you think Jets fans are actually over the disappointment of not beating the Patriots a few weeks ago enough to actually move on to this next round of Jets Pats? So it was funny. I saw a bunch of stuff this morning. People were like, anyone that's confident about this game, like, what are you thinking? Blah, blah, blah. Like, this is Jets, you know, Belichick after a bye. It's Zach Wilson or just, you know, young Jets quarterback against the Patriots. And I get I get all of that. I also think the Jets much more lost the game, I think, to be fair, two weeks ago or three weeks or whatever it was, than, than the Patriots winning it. And I know that's a lot of what the Patriots have been for a long time is – They'll grind it out. They're going to make you make that one or two mistakes. That's a backbreaker, and they'll they'll capitalize and punish you. It's just that that game two weeks ago. I think fans are, I think they're cautiously optimistic more than people are really optimistic going into that game. They're going Jets are at home, new jerseys, new uniforms. The Brickishaw Ferguson's getting retired. We're coming off a big win, uh, big multiple wins, and all this different stuff. And now it's like we just beat the Bills, but there was that bye week. So things kind of slow, like simmered down a little bit. It's still going up to Foxborough. But as you mentioned, it, it's it's time. Um, if you're going to win, I I really genuinely feel like this. One of the – you have to split with the Patriots. Going into the year, it was split with the Pats, split with Miami, and then try to split one with Buffalo if you can. But if you feel pretty good about it, if you split with, you know, uh, you know Buffalo and – I mean, uh, Miami and New England and – now you beat Buffalo. You've already just, they destroyed Miami. They blew them out. They beat them 40 to fucking 17. Right. And the, you know, they just beat Buffalo and they're getting healthier and all that stuff. But I don't think anyone's going to take the jets nationally as seriously as you want them to until they beat new England. Cause they win this game. They're seven and three in sole possession of first place at Thanksgiving. No one thought that was going to happen on the flip side. They lose this game. You're six and four. You're technically in last place. All of a sudden new England has a two game advantage over you with a tiebreaker and you're going, okay, maybe we beat Chicago, but now we have to go to Minnesota, to Buffalo, to Miami. Like all of a sudden it piles up as opposed to seven and three. You're going, eh, Minnesota's not that good. You know, they're all they're, they're good, but they're not that good. So this game is huge. And I think Jets fans are they think they're the better team, but they also know this is the Pats. You haven't beaten them. Brett Favre's the last starting quarterback in a regular season game to beat, you know, win in New England. Matt Castle is the starter on Thursday night football, you know, 13 years ago, 14 years ago. So it's been a while. Well, on paper, it looks like Zach Wilson is improving, is maybe becoming more of a game manager for a team that probably that's all they need with the defense and the rest of the offense, except I watched the last game and it was like he wasn't willing to be the game manager in that game. He threw it away. What's your trust level with Zach Wilson? And do you like the way after that game he immediately was like, yeah, we'll see them again in a couple of weeks. I still have my pads on. I'm ready to play right now. Like, do you like that aura that he's bringing to this matchup? Freaking chewing gum, chewing oh, yeah. gum at oh, yeah. the podium. Pardo. What a jackass! I don't care. I don't care about stats. Was the big? Uh, I don't think the Jets beat reporters and appreciated that. Uh, appreciated that too much. Look, this thing with Zach, it's tough. I, I just talked about it on my show with Mike Giardi, and who you know obviously covers the Pats for NFL Network and all that stuff. And he said the same thing of just be boring. It, it's okay. Like he's so talented, and and there is so much of that, but. If Zach Wilson plays like 2021 first half of the year, Mac Jones, the Jets are going to probably win 11 or 12 games, and they probably could win a playoff game. I mean, I think you guys, I'm sure, will get into this. Both quarterbacks need to stop turning the football over at a rate that's not great. Zach Wilson, I believe 44% of his interceptions in his career against the Pats and two and a half starts. So it's not great. Um, it's that's, you know, it's it's not been, it's been 
he's thrown up or pissed down his leg, whatever you want to say. You know, the, the first game uh, week two last year started to look a little bit better, obviously gets hurt uh, week seven or whatever that was in the blowout last year. And then I think he threw for a career high in yards. And there were some really nice things you saw from Zach early on in that game uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was 10 to three. Jets are starting to get they get the ball back before half. You're like, Zach might have the light bulb might have come on. Like we're, this is it looks good. And then lazy interception just doesn't set his feet. Guys open. And even that one, you kind of like, OK, whatever. They go into the half. He'll wipe it. The stuff that happened in the second half was just such a – that was disappointing. So the trust level is not high. Um, I think long-term people still think he could be the guy, and I think people understand, look, they're 5-1 and one with him as the starter this year. They've been a much better football team, and that's all true. But I kind of just keep coming back to, like, Bill's ruined a lot of Jets quarterbacks. Darnold, it felt like – I know some people were already out on Sam at that point, but the ghost game – I still think like there was other things that could have happened, but it felt like that was the tide where like Sam couldn't get back from that. And Sanchez, look, he went to two AFC title games. I'm not saying he was going to be anything special, but the butt fumble game was kind of the end of that Jets four year run. It all happens. You know, Smith never played well. I mean, I guess, you know, whatever, even it just, it feels like you have to clear that hurdle. And this team on paper you feel good about the, some of these matchups. You feel good about the defensive line. You feel good about the defense overall and sauce. And they kept Judon pretty much in check, you know, a couple of weeks ago. But Devin McCourty's just sitting there playing center field saying, you're going to throw me the football, and, and that stuff can't happen. So if Zach can just be boring on Sunday, I, I genuinely think the Jets probably could win this football game. If Zach tries to do too much and starts – I don't know. He starts cutting the field in half and all of a sudden it's like there's six Patriots guys there. And like, why are you running around? Just take the sack, throw it away. Salah said it a million times this week. You got to go out and do it though. Cause too many Jets quarterbacks in the past have, it feels like every, the game's moving in slow motion for everybody else. And for the quarterback, it feels like they, they have this clock in their head. that goes off way sooner than it should. Yeah. So Belichick, obviously not just for the organization, but for Jets quarterbacks in general, like you said, like they're starting to be a graveyard of Jets quarterback careers that have just been ended preemptively by Bill Belichick. And for Zach Wilson, this may be like a turning point or make or break game for his career because, like you said, he can run with the best of them. He can chuck it against his body with the best of them. He can improvise, go off platform, off script. But the decision-making isn't there. And 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 to be boring, just like, like the 2021 Mac Jones, perfect comparison. Because if he does play like that, like two touchdowns for every one pick, 3,800 something yards, whatever on the season. Like, yeah, you guys probably win 11, 12 games and you're a high wild card seed. And there's hope for the Jets, uh, you know, going forward, which seems like such a strange reality to live in. But that defense is ferocious. Um, but before we get a little further into that defense, I just want to get like the Jets take on speaking of like boring offense, the New England Patriots offense is boring as. It's awful. Like watching the Patriots, we just basically cheer for a former Jet every week in Nick Folk, who's the MVP of the Patriots offense. It's it's Folk and Ramondre Stevenson. Otherwise, there's almost nothing else Jets have to worry about. So what's the Jets feeling on the Patriots' offensive ineptitude and dysfunction right now? Uh, I The confidence level in the defense is out of 10. Like, I think I genuinely feel like, and this isn't just, I feel this way, but I think Jets fans feel this way. They held the Bills to 17 points and, Jets dropped three interceptions in that game. Like, you know, Josh Allen was pegging guys in the face with ball. Like, it doesn't um, – they feel good about where their defense is at. I think you look back at the Jets-Pats game a couple weeks ago, two big plays. There's one to Jacoby Myers, and it's 
you know, man beater and someone, you know, he gets lost. And it's a Ramondre Stevenson run that never should have happened because it wasn't even blocked properly. Jordan Whitehead sitting in the hole. He squared up with Ramondre. And for some reason, um, I'm not sure why he tried to tackle with Ramondre Stevenson with just his shoulder pads. You're not going to tackle a guy that talented like that. And, you know, he broke one off at the beginning of the half. Other than that, like, I don't know, Matt got sacked six or seven times. He threw one interception. The other one, like, I think if you're the Jets, that's why, like, I'm just, I know I keep relating back to this, but Zach being boring, throwing it away, even punting, like, on Sunday gives you a better chance than just doing something stupid because you feel good about, I mean, not that they're going to shut New England out, but, you feel good about if you get to 20 points, you feel pretty good if you're a Jets, you're a Jets defense. Can we get to 20? Can we even get to 17 if we feel good we could turn them over? Um, I think you feel good from defense. But the Patriots offense is so confusing to me. I, I don't understand. All summer, it's all wide zone. We're going to do all this different stuff. We're going to hire pencil guy and you know <laughs> and quarterback sneak Joe Judge. and, and, we're gonna, and all I'm going to call him that from now uh, on, by the pencil way. Guy, pencil, guy. pencil guy. I mean – Getting a head coaching job after giving up the most oh. yards in Super Bowl history is will never not be funny to me. But oh. and it just it oh. didn't. It felt like a stubborn Bill move. And and look, when you've won as much as he has, obviously you know as the the title of the pod, like, I get it. And you're allowed to do that, and it's all true. But also, Josh McDaniels might be a terrible head coach, which is pretty much proven at this point. He's a great offensive coordinator. I think we can all accept. Like as much as Brady is great, it, there's also Josh. You know, drawing that stuff up. You felt like the tight ends were more involved last year. You're paying. Hunter Henry and John Smith, a lot of money. Nelson Aguilar and all these guys are still making a lot of money, even if they're not excellent. And it just, it's weird because the Patriots defense where it's a lot of, it's Julian and then it's a lot of guys where it's either, you know, draft picks or a lot of KG veterans. It's like they're performing way better than maybe you would expect in the offense where it just, it's frustrating to watch them play offense. So I guess to answer your question, the confidence level is very high playing the Patriots offense. It's, but what you can't do is give them short fields, which we saw a couple of weeks ago, a bad punt, a missed kickoff, all these different things. And then, you know, it's uh, that's where you, that's where you kind of get in trouble and you give New England free possessions, which you can't do. Jets obviously had a great draft sauce. Gardner, uh, unfortunately, Brees Hall gets hurt. What is the status of maybe James Robinson's role and sort of getting more credibility or efficiency in the backfield? Yeah, so he he gets traded. I believe he got traded on Monday night. Played that week against the Pats. Didn't look great. He just kind of looked like a your every you know run of the mill running back. Then looked really good. Like the beginning of the first half of the Bills game was like I'm like man, like he doesn't look great. Like there is something. I don't know if he's not healthy or what it is. He right before the game there was a knee soreness thing that pops up, and then the last drive of the game rushes for like 60 yards, just running people over. You're like wow, okay, this is great. He said he talked about this week. The week off was helpful, you know, closed at his house in Jacksonville. Like his life is now a little bit more normal in New York. He says the knee feels better. Um, this is a guy obviously coming off the Achilles, had a little bit of, you know, as anyone does, usually when you get something else hurt, someone else on your body, you know, ankle gets hurt, the knee starts hurting the next year, vice versa. Um, he should play a much bigger role. He's kind of more of that one cut power back for the Jets than you have Michael Carter, who's more of you know, a little bit more elusive, makes guys miss. He's played generally pretty well against the Pats in the first couple of games, but obviously um, the Jets need to be able to – they need to stay in the lead or close to be able to run the football. I think the Patriots feel the same way. You can't get into a shootout. 
of course, I'm sure we're talking about all, you know, get to 20 and this game will end up somehow 42 to 39 and right. Mac Jones and Zach throw for seven in, touchdowns. In, like, honestly, I would take the Madden disc out and I would I accuse it of being drunk or I would break it and say, give me one that works because I just can't see how this game, you say the first one to 20, last game was 22 to 17. And a lot of that was because of those ridiculous throws from Zach, from Zach Wilson as well. Patriots only looked alive on one drive in that entire game. And that's when they actually allowed Mac Jones to kind of go tempo. And it was just all Mac Jones, Ramondre Stevenson, and Jacoby Myers on the opening drive of the second half. But otherwise, they were stagnant. I mean, Quinn and Williams and the defensive line lived in the backfield the entire first half. Now, the Patriots' offensive line should be healthier for this game. And Patriots' defense should be healthier to this in this game as well. It's going to be freezing cold outside. Um, I, I think we're looking at just like NFL films, quality, throwback, smash mouth football, 101. Uh, it, you know, a brutal affair at times, but to the winner go the spoils. For Patriots fans, I know it's all about sauce. Yeah, you know, I read that stat where it's like throw you throw the outside sauces way, quarterbacks have a 44 rating. Throw to the other what's the other guy? The other side uh, DJ Reed. DJ Reed only have a 56 rating. So throw him to the outside against the Jets. It's not going to happen. It's all going to be up the gut and maybe get the tight ends involved. But for Patriots fans, if we're not talking about Quinn and Williams or Sauce Gardner as a defensive difference maker, who should they have their eyes on Sunday? So I'm not going to give you the, the CJ Mosley's of the world who are CJ is a really great player. Bill's talked about him, you know, on and on this week about how he knew all the Patriots calls. <laughs> CJ has been CJ has been doing that. I know Jets fans were like, oh, this is so bad. The Patriots no- Dude, CJ does this every game. There's a there's a viral clip last year against the Titans. It's third and eight. The Jets were a man. He checked them in the cover three. Tannehill got confused and they got a huge sack. So, like this happens all the time. CJ is a great player. There's I'm gonna give you Bryce Huff. I'm not just saying because he's been on my podcast a bunch of times. He's got the second best PFF rush grade of anybody in the NFL at the edge position this year. He's only played like 90 or 95 snaps. He's strictly he can play more than three downs. I mean, he can play all three downs, but he's pretty much their third down, third and five plus he comes in and he gets pressure 24, 25% of the time, which is insane. I mean, it's it's Miles Garrett, TJ Watt level stuff. Again, wow. it's obviously a reduced role. It's not every down, which is why it's so crazy. These guys do that Judon as well. Bryce Huff's been a difference maker when he wasn't active week one, two or three. The Jets were playing those power run teams in Cleveland um, and Baltimore. They were, he had some back stuff too, and it was whatever, but since then, you know, since he's been playing, they're five and one in the pass rushes. They've gone from like 12th or 14th in EPA per play to, to two or three right behind New England. Um, and uh, I believe Denver and then the Jets and, and Buffalo. So Bryce Huff's number 47. He's an edge rusher for them. He's, like I said, third down, any type of throwing situation. Um, he's wreaked havoc. They usually then kick John Franklin Myers, who's an edge inside with Quinn and Williams, and then they'll play. Jermaine Johnson, a rookie, or Carl Lawson um, at the other edge position. So they try to get pressure with four, and Bryce Huff's been a huge factor in that the last six weeks. So if you believe the uh, the 538 numbers, and I'm always sort of hesitant to believe some of those numbers, um, this, this is a huge game for the Patriots. I think it drops to like 14% chance to make the playoffs if they lose, which I actually agree with. I think Damn, because they're at like 60% right now. Wow. And, and the Jets can lose the game, still make the playoffs. I forgot the exact numbers. But it also, you talked about it a little bit earlier, feels like, you know, there's sort of this measuring stick, hump, hurdle, Belichick thing. And I'll get that to, back to sort of Robert Sala. Is this team, and is he developed enough in his role to overcome a loss this week? Or is this kind of a must-win game for them? 
I was just having this debate about who it means more to, and everyone in, up, you know, in Boston, the New England area, whatever you want to phrase it, feels like this is must win for the Pats. We we own the Jets. This is better for us. We need to get this game. We still have Buffalo twice and Miami and all that. Yes, I go with the I go. This is more must win for the Jets in this aspect. They lose this game. You now are down two games basically in the standings to New England because you have no tiebreaker over them, and you're going to go up to Miami and Buffalo, and odds are you're going to probably at best split that. You kind of have to get this game, and being able to be at first place, they still have to go to Seattle, still have to go to Minnesota, still have to go to Buffalo, still have to go to Miami. So there's, four, you know, hopefully maybe split those, whatever. They've only got three home games remaining, which are all winnable games, but this Patriots game, it's such a mental hurdle, and I know these guys talk about it. They've talked about it all week. Sauce Garner after the Bills game doesn't even want to talk about the Bills game. He's like, we want the Patriots, and that's great. I love that. It's refreshing to hear that. You have to admit sometimes when you're getting bullied and you got to kind of respond to it. But I do think the Patriots like are in a situation where they they still can get that seven seed if they lose this game. The Jets, it's just it would be such a Jets thing to have happen. They lose this week. It comes down to week 17, week 18. They're tied with New England. New England gets in with the tiebreaker. That's like what it feels like if they lose. And if they win, I don't think it crushes New England as much. I just feel like this is a veteran team. They've been there. I still think they're going to – like, I still think they probably beat Minnesota on Thursday Night Football or whatever. Like, I still think they can eke out a few games where maybe they shouldn't. Um, the Jets are a young team with so much confidence right now. It's like you'd hate to see coming off a win against Buffalo by week. The city's, like, really bought into what the Jets and Giants are doing, as they should be. They've been bad for a long time now. To go up to New England and, like I said, going into the year, you had to split with the Patriots. It just feels like you would have obviously rather get that game at home. That way this game would have been – the Jets have no pressure in this game. The Jets are seven and two, you know, and they went like they've got the monkey off their back. New England's reeling. They need this game. New England's won two in a row. They're coming off a bye. Again, it's just, there's that mental hurdle. And I don't care what anyone says. It's a real thing. Yeah. Mental. Yeah. They haven't been here. A lot of these guys for a long time, but the Patriots beat them two weeks ago. And if you feel like you threw one away, the last thing you want to do is throw another one away. So I still think it's more important for the Jets. Um, just slightly more in the mental aspect, but, I understand from the standings perspective with the Patriots where it's like moving to five and five. Now you're starting to go, where is the next four wins coming from? I think Patriots fans would obviously love to see a Jets win here because that would clear out a more distinct path to the playoffs. But Pats fans would also just like to see some progress and some growth from this offense and going up against one of the top defenses in the NFL, the great outside corners. You got two quarterbacks that have just been playing lousy against pressure. The, t- the bottom two rated quarterbacks in the NFL against pressure are Mac Jones and Zach Wilson. So whatever team can generate the most pressure, whatever team can create the most misfortune and the most turnovers is likely to come out on top Sunday. I got a low scoring affair on Sunday. Uh, I think it could go either way. I might even actually be leaning more towards Jets just because if they can take the turnovers back, then maybe they can get one, but who knows? I mean, then again, like you said, Belichick happens. I would like to point out, Andy, Belichick coming off a bye at home one and seven against the spread, and the Patriots are three and a half points. See, look at that smile on Will's face. I was going to bring they, it up. I they, was going to bring it up. They, that was going to be my stat. They're feeling themselves. They're feeling yep. Jets are feeling themselves a little bit. Got to watch out. Could be <laughs> dangerous, Will. Listen, thanks for the insight. Thanks for the perspective. Uh, I hope the game is feisty. I hope it's fun. I love that there's juice back, that this may actually become a rivalry again. Uh, you guys can listen to Turn on the Jets wherever you find your podcast, Spotify, Apple Pods, and whatnot. They got a great community down there. He's at Willpa11. Thanks so much, Will. And uh, any yeah. parting shots you want to sneak in before we go? No, I just, I as the 2004 will never 
leave my mind that I have nightmares about uh, Aaron Boone, that absolute loser, <laughs> ruining our franchise. Um, never should have, I would have rather lose in 2003. I, my life would be so much better. Um, but eventually Boston had to win. And ever since then, it's flipped. And I know that's not always the way rivalries work, but you have to get the monkey off your back. You know, my dad went to Navy. Once Army finally got it off their back, all of a sudden the rivalry is like spicy again. I think for the sake of this rivalry, I'd like to see not only from the Jets' perspective, but the Jets winning a game here. So that way it's like you go into next year, you're like, all right, Jets-Pats is like a legit New York-Boston. Both teams are in a similar spot. They're well-coached, whatever. Um, I, I'm not sure I can talk about, you know, Brett Favre winning in, in Foxborough or the Mark Sanchez. Like, the Mark Sanchez game was so cool. Guess what? It was 12 years ago. Sauce Gardner was in 10th or 5th grade. I'm over it. <laughs> Fuck off and win a game. <laughs> it feels like – yeah, it feels like being a guy in your 30s. You're like, hey, man, I was uh... – I was a varsity captain my junior year. Like, yeah, dude, you're 30 now. You're supposed yeah, to have a yeah. you're supposed to have a 401k. That craft beer was hitting that guy a little too hard. <laughs> uh, Will Parkinson from Turn on the Jets. Thanks very much, and have a good one Sunday, guy. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Will.